Ladies and gentlemen, welcome one and all. Uh, it's episode 18 of the Football Attic Kit Podcast. My name's Chris Oakley. Very good of you to join us once again. Uh, as ever, we bring you uh, lots of audio, entertainment, education and information on the subject of football kit designs. And uh, once again, well, actually before I go on, I should point out this is an Easter special. An Easter special, everyone. We did a Christmas special. It's only fair that we do an Easter special to accompany it. And this being an Easter special, it's uh, my proud privilege to introduce someone who's truly excellent it is Rich Johnson, and I, I paused for effect there just so you could all groan at the same time. Rich Johnson. <laughs> I thought you were going to compare me to Jesus, so I don't know. That was that's your job. Probably. Yeah, that's <laughs> just, yeah exactly. Uh, yes, hello all. Uh, I am not Jesus, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> you're, you're bigger uh, than Jesus. <laughs> well, I'm, I think he was a slimmer person than I was. Yeah, <laughs> I'm certainly fatter than Jesus. Fat yeah. Jesus. It sounds like a sort of great. Uh, Frog rock band. I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm going to stop now in case of all the blasphemy and that stuff. Yeah. I yeah. uh, don't want to get, you know, have rocks hurled at me by the Monty Python crew. <laughs> anyway, obscure references out the way there. Hello, all, and happy Easter to you all. Although it's Saturday, so that's kind of not part of the Easter thing, really. That was his, that was his down day, wasn't it? That was, <laughs> was his <Yeah>. downtime. <laughs> I, I, there are so many things I could say, and it would just be completely wrong of me to say them. So I'm not going to say what I'm no, going to say, and I'm not. I'm saying no more either. No, well, no, but but I take your point, and yes, uh, listeners, we're recording this on, if you like, Easter Saturday. Um, I'm, I'm really struggling not to say, you know, jokes that are inappropriate. I'm, <laughs> you wouldn't believe the amount of computation that's going on inside my brain at the moment. Very dangerous. <laughs> jokes anyway, and appropes. Exactly. Yes. Um, but yes. An Easter special. Uh, we've managed to find a topic which um, you know brings brings you all the meaning of Easter, uh, <clears> but uh, shone through the prism of football kit design. That's going to be coming up later on as our main topic. Um, and as always, we've got a kit of vote for you and all the usual stuff. Uh, and to that end, let us begin, Rich, with uh, kit news. Uh, not a huge amount out on the wires at the moment. Um, so um, what have we managed to find, our dear listeners? Uh, well, first up, we have Sao Paulo uh, with their new 2017 kits by Under Armour. Uh, the, the home version, uh, which I assume is the white one, uh, is a gorgeous kit. Um, very, very sort of nice style. It's got two uh, bands across it, a red one and a black one, uh, with the uh, SPFC badge crest right in the middle. Massive crest it is. But the um, the bands have actually got some kind of shadowing on them. Um, mm. and a very neat little collar as well. Very, very nice, that. What do you think, Chris? I'd like that as well, yeah. Um, I'd be honest, probably like a lot of people, I'm guessing, um, I've not always found Under Armour stuff to be hugely inspiring, but I think in this case they've come out with a couple of lovely shirts, actually. Um, as you say, the home one, red and black horizontal bands, which I think is very traditional for Sao Paulo. Um, they've put the Under Armour X logo up in the top left, right near the top of the shoulder, which is a sort of curious placement, but I suppose it sort of works. Nice collar. Um, but sort of fairly minimalist, apart from, as you say, this kind of shading uh, pattern. The red sh- uh, red horizontal band has got sort of like uh, vertical shadow stripes in it, and I think the black vertical, sorry, <laughs> the black horizontal band has got sort of diagonal shadow stripes in it. So it's uh, it's very nice that actually, um, sort of 
fairly stripped down, fairly, fairly basic, but also some detail in it if you look for it. So that's good. And what do you think of the away shirt? I think it's hideous. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I there's, there seems to be a sort of common uh, theme in Brazilian club shirts, which is um, kind of thick stripes, uh, two different coloured stripes, but then kind of bordered with a, a white stripe, quite a thick white stripe as well. So it kind of creates this, I don't know, almost, it's hard to say what it is. It's it like, yeah, it, it, it's not pleasing to the eye necessarily. Um, and I, I don't like this combination either. It's sort of black and red stripes, but like I say, each stripe has a kind of very thick white stripe either side. In fact, if you added those two halves of the white stripe together, it would be the same as one of the thick stripes. You really have to see the crib sheet to see what I'm talking <laughs> about, because I'm sounding like a nutter. Um, but then at the top, they've got like a, what would you call that? Sort of where the neck ends is a sort of shoulder panel yes. of red. And it's just, I don't know. I really don't like that. And the thing that kind of really gets to me is where the Under Armour logo is, they've had to add a red background um, and therefore <laughs> cut out two of the white stripe bits. So it's like, it just looks really crap and naff <laughs> and under armor underwhelming more like <laughs> oh, <laughs> I bet no one's good. ever made that joke before uh, it's one of your better so ones, yes that... in summary horrible <laughs> oh for, yeah um yeah it's an odd one i, was, I mentioned the uh, under armor logo placement being up at the top of the shoulder on the home shirt now if they'd done that on the away shirt it would have been a consistent and b you wouldn't have noticed that there's a red uh, rectangle behind the white x logo uh, and yet for some reason they've placed that on the sort of breast the left breast or right breast depending on which way you're looking at it um and yeah the red panel going across the top of the shoulders um i think they've sort of added that because the sort of traditional red and black striped away shirt for for sao paulo hasn't had that in the past so they've tried they've brought in a sort of um uh, an original element that that hasn't been seen before but it almost looks a bit like too much red now it's it, i'm not yeah you know, it's maybe it looks better when it's worn and you know when you see it out on the pitch i'm not sure but it um i'm i'm not f- sort of feeling the love with that too much anymore um uh, because of that um if if the red panel across the shoulders wasn't there i think it would be a little bit better but um anyway such as it is overall a couple of nice shirts, really, for, for from from underwhelming Under Armour. Sorry. Um, uh, so uh, there you go. As uh, Rich quite rightly mentioned, and I didn't, um, uh, we've got these images in our crib sheet. If you'd like access to the crib sheet, if you'd like to be on our mailing list, uh, do get in touch with us. Drop us an email. Uh, we can add you to the mailing list, and then you'll get the crib sheet every time we publish a podcast. And we'll be giving you all the contact details for that. Uh, at the end of the podcast, so fear not if you're if you're not looking at the crib sheet now. Uh, what else is out there in uh, Kit News, Rich? Um, out there uh, is the Universitario Limited Edition 2017 by Umbro. Um, and I, does anyone know why it's limited edition? Or <laughs> there seems to be a, a thing of late. I know you know I'm a sucker for limited edition, so I've always got my eye out for them, but. There seems to be an almost sort of trend now of releasing limited editions, which are literally just limited edition by virtue of them having the words limited edition attached to them. (laughs) And there seems to be sort of no rhyme or reason. So do do we actually know why this is a limited edition shirt? Or is it just literally there just, it's a third shirt and we're going to call it that. And it's probably limited to about 300,000 shirts. I think this is from what I can gather from the limited research that I did. This is just a fairly 
um, unambiguous attempt by Umbro to say, we just want to create a one-off shirt and we're not going to pretend it's a third shirt. It's limited edition, um, but we just wanted to make this shirt. And, and in some ways, I quite applaud them for that because there's no, it's not being wrapped up in any pretense. It's just, I mean, they've called it limited edition, which sounds a bit kind of, you know, poncy, let's say. But, um, but other than that, I think it's just an extra design. As we know, if you, if you would have followed us, followed us on our, uh, 50 greatest football shirts ever series that we did, uh, hugely popular it was uh, a couple of years ago. Um, you'll know that, uh, Universitario are a Peruvian club and they, their home, one of their home shirts, which was in a nice shade of cream. And I think also made by Umbro, wasn't it, Rich? I think that one. Um, it was, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, um, I can't remember which position it got to, but that featured, and I'm just trying to remember now. So they wear cream on their home shirts. I can't remember the, the color of their waist shirts, but it's not black normally. Maroon. It's, it's maroon, maroon. That's right. Because that's the, that's the trim they have on their home yes, shirts as well. That's right. So they've got black this time, haven't they? On this um, on this shirt that you like so much. Mm. Clearly. Oh, I like the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really nice shirt, and I'm trying to see if there's any actual sort of detailing on it. It's a it's a really like pretty shirt. I do like it, but I just want to understand the limited edition nature behind it because it's like. If there's any kind of obscure reason attached to it, then I want it. But if it's just like limited edition because they've told us it's limited edition for no actual reason, I don't care. It's like, you know, <laughs> what's the point in it? If you're not going to actually like have a reason for it, what's the point, mate? <laughs> I think they've just sort of decided we're going to make 200 of these or something or a couple of thousand. And, um, and yeah, that's it. That's all you need to know. Um, but it's, well, it's, it's, it like... ain't, it ain't going in my book. <laughs> Um, it's a lovely shirt. It's black with uh, gold trim, uh, the sort of half and half cuffs on the shirt, um, a bit like you'd be sort of seeing at the moment on shirts worn by Everton and the like. Um, yeah, gold trim on the on the collar and everything. I think it's a lovely looking shirt. Uh, and black shirts, as we know, are not always the best uh, or the most interesting to to create. But I would say that's right up there near the top of the list. So there we are. Very nice one of that. Um, what else is there? I'm, I'm just sort of looking. It seems to be very sort of at the moment um, sort of South American shirts that are coming out, would you not say? Uh, yeah, there seems to be a lot. Yeah, especially uh, there's an awful lot of Brazilian ones coming out at the moment. Um, some are quite nice. I spotted one the other day. I cannot think who it was, and I forgot to include it in kit news. But it's uh, they've released like the three kits uh, for this season, and there's one of them was gorgeous. It was um, again following that pattern of thick stripes with the sort of bordering with the white mm. stripes, not um, Jack and Meg white. But I just like to point out, obviously. Um, and it, but it was blue and red, and it looked really nice. I want to see if I can get hold of one of those because they look pretty. Mm. Um, anyway, but yes, this next one we have is the Estudiantes away. So I said that in a Mexican accent for no reason. Uh, so that's my generic South American accent, even though. Mexico's not in South America. Anyway, sorry, carrying on. Um, Estudiantes uh, away shirt by Umbro, which I'm surprised at, actually, because I was mm. looking at that shirt and thinking, oh, it's another vaporware one, because it kind of yeah, looks I, like a vapor exactly, template. Yeah, I thought that, yes. Yeah, and then I've just, I've only, and, but I was thinking, oh, it's quite nice, though, because it's got a really nice sort of um, cross-weave pattern on the, the main thing. It looks a bit carbon fibery on the main trunk <laughs> of the shirt, but then I just realised, yeah, it's an Umbro shirt. Hmm. What's going on with the collar on that as well? Oh, I see. It's got a weird collar. It's like an inset, inset thing, underneath yeah. it. So it's, it's like a dual-layer collar. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. Nice, though. Nice shirt. But again, black. So, mm, yawn. Well, I just, I, I, same, first of all, I just want to say, I had exactly the same experience. When I first saw the picture, I thought, oh, it's a, it's a vaporware. It's a Nike vaporware. But it's the same kind of approach. 
Is it? I, I would say that the trunk, and by the way, I'm going to make a note of that because that's a useful word to have in uh, in my locker for future reference. The trunk of the shirt is very, if it's not black, it's certainly a very dark grey. And with this sort of, from what we can make it, it looks, as you say, like cross weave, almost like a mesh style pattern. And then the oh. shirt, the, uh, the uh, sleeves rather, um, are sort of like a medium dark grey. But it's very nice, nice away shirt. And it's always a pleasure, as far as I'm concerned, seeing Umbro's shirts cropping up in South America. It's just sort of thing which as a kid you never thought you'd see. Um, they seem to be very sort of, you know, British or at least European centric. And of course, you know, they've been sort of making inroads over the years and, um, great to see that they're, they're doing great guns over in South America. It sort of jars slightly because you don't expect to sort of see their, uh, it's like on the Peru kit when you see Umbro, you kind of go, huh? But actually they're, they're producing some lovely stuff. So good on you, Umbro. What else is out there? Indeed. Up, up the Umbro. Uh, <laughs> Palmeiras. I hope I've pronounced that right. Yes. I'm pretty sure I have. I'd say so. Um, and again, another limited edition shirt, and seemingly another pointless limited edition shirt. Uh, I'm going to quote verbatim from the showdecamisas.com.br website here, translated by Google Translate. <laughs> well, this could be fun. Actually, to be honest, it's actually it makes sense. Um, it says, <laughs> the shirt is manufactured by Adidas and titled Obsession, referring to the war cry sung by the crowd in the stadiums. Uh, the shirt is predominantly green with the collar and the white side stripes. Uh, below the shield is written in gold, limited edition, and obsession on the back of the collar. So, again, that's not... Okay, how is that a limited edition? It's like, okay, they might have limited the numbers they've made, but it's just... And I think that's not... I don't think that's a one-off. I think that's just their home shirt for this year, yeah. from what I can find out. So it's like, it's just the home shirt, and just because you've written limited edition on it and written the word obsession on the back of the collar, it's like... Come on, this is getting silly now. Just because I keep buying limited editions, there's no need to just go just release them for no reason, other than the fact that someone over here might buy them. Yeah. It looks but to me like a. To be, sorry, I was just going to say it looks, looks to me like a, just a fan shirt. Really, it's just like something specifically made for fans. And I'm not sure that I mean I don't know either way whether it's going to get worn in proper matches or not. But it just strikes me as being just blatant sort of you know marketing. Well, yeah. And it's a quite dull shirt as well. I mean, Palmeiras have some quite nice shirts at times because they've got a nice shade of green. But this one's actually really dull. It's got a plain white V-neck and the standard... It's a standard Adidas template, really, isn't mm. it? And yeah. and then there's some kind of weird detailing running from the neck over the shoulders. It's like, eh, It's quite a boring shirt. Yeah. Apart from the gold lettering on it, which, I don't know, seems entirely superfluous. But hey, what do I know? <laughs> Well, um, aside from all that, the only other sort of kit news really is there's loads of leaks going on. You thought that last week's podcast with uh, Shaky, you thought that him being Welsh, so he says, um, that there'd be a lot of references to leaks on that. But no, we've saved them for this. Um, there's lots of leaks going on at the moment. Um, regular images, if you can call them that, and some of them are nigh on worthless, but uh, various images coming out for... Teams like Chelsea, Newcastle, Man United and Tottenham, you know, oh, is, is this the new Tottenham shirt? And to be honest, we're not bothering with a lot of that, listeners. We, we are, we prefer to wait until the actual official images come out and then we'll tell you about them. Otherwise, 
we could be wasting our time like we're not already um, talking about <laughs> shirts that are never going to see the light of day just because they've probably been, you know, concocted on somebody's computer somewhere. So forgive us that. We're not going to deal too much with leaks, but um, we're making one exception in here because, well, two bits of news in one really uh, relating to Newcastle, isn't it, Rich? It is. It's their 125th year. Uh, and so they have a special crest on the shirt this year, which is basically the normal badge and then sort of uh, 125 years written underneath it with two sort of flappy leaves either side of it. <laughs> flappy. <laughs> um, it's very nice. However, the biggest, I'd say more interesting than that, is the actual shirt itself, which I've got to say is destined to become a classic and is absolutely one of the most gorgeous Newcastle shirts that I've seen probably for about 20 years. Um mm. Puma finally managed to do something decent with Newcastle. Um, and the, the shirt is obviously clearly um, a very classic design. So it's just basically uh, the simple black and white stripes all over the shirt. So the sleeves are black and white stripes as well, which we've said before we like. And then it's got a very, very small black collar with um, a sort of button-up front. And it looks absolutely gorgeous. It looks like a real classic shirt. And I'd like to say, I, I think it will become an absolute classic. However... What's going to happen when the sponsor goes on it? Because that's going to make it look cack. <laughs> well, if it's, uh, is it, are they still with Wonga at the moment? Is it? Is that right? I'm not sure. Actually, I'm not sure. I'm going I'm to quickly look that up. I can't you remember keep, who they're with. Keep Forgive talking, me. and I'm going to look up. Yeah, it might be uh, because all the leaked images have got uh, just they're not sponsored, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's have a look. All I, all I'll say is that I mean it's it is very nice. It is lovely. It's very kind of. Yeah sort of pared down styling but it does at the moment look a bit like a baseball referee's outfit it's it's got a bit of that going on ah yes it says an article from uh the chronicle uh says newcastle united set to unveil major name as new sponsor in premier league ah. deal so they're obviously getting a new sponsor so it ain't gonna be wonga thank god for that it's gonna be sports direct isn't it <laughs> <laughs> well i was just gonna say i'm just gonna keep my fingers crossed and pray that it's gonna be newcastle brown owl because that that could be seriously good it won't be but i hope it will be yeah, it basically says that Wonga's being replaced, but they still haven't revealed who's taken over yet. So, oh, it'll be some betting company, won't it? Let's let's face it, that's what Probably. it's going to be. Yes, it's going to be spin and win. <laughs> it's uh, well, yeah. Um, it's I suppose if I were a Newcastle fan now, I would be just hoping that the whoever sponsors the the new shirt hasn't got a brightly coloured logo because it does kind of really mess up with your whole sort of appreciation of the thing, but. Before that, we, we, all we're looking at at the moment is, a, is an image which is from footyheadlines.com and the new Newcastle shirt, if this is it, it looks like it's going to be it, is absolutely delightful. Really nice minimalist uh, styling, as Rich just described. Uh, the uh, Puma logo in gold uh, on one of the black stripes looks terrific. But we say that pre-sponsor logo, so we'll try and update mm. you in the future when that particular detail of the shirt becomes apparent. Um, so, if it uh, was if it was Newcastle Brown Ale, that would just be ace. <laughs> Indeed. Well, well, let's you know, stranger things have happened, I suppose. Um, anyway, that's uh, pretty much your kit news for this episode. So now we come on to the section of the podcast where we celebrate Easter, specifically Jermaine Easter. You're hey! thinking, you're, yeah, <laughs> yes, you're thinking who? 
Um, well, yes, uh, as well you might. Um, we thought, by way of doing an Easter special, we see, when we did the Christmas special, Jay, uh, Jay, beg your pardon, that's Jay's mention in the podcast, that's that done, um, inadvertently, <laughs> Rich came up with the excellent idea of looking at football teams that were top of the Premier League at Christmas time, and the kits that they wore, you can't really do that with Easter, it's not quite got the same cachet, really, so we thought, we're going to have to think a little bit outside the box, and we came up with this superb idea, which I'm sure you'll uh, enjoy, we are going to look at the career, thus far, of Jermaine Easter, uh, former Welsh international, uh, a, a forward who is currently playing for Bristol Rovers, and we thought we'd look at the shirts that he has worn while playing on a permanent basis for each of the teams throughout his career. Yes, I know what you're thinking, it's random, eh? But, yeah, stick with us, it's going to be fantastic. Um, uh, another corking idea from uh, Rich Johnson's brain. Um, anyway. I like, I like the way you've tried to pin that one on me. Though, <laughs> it's just like, yeah. if everyone listening goes, this is crap, and it's like, well, we know who thought of it. <laughs> Copyright, Rich Johnson, 2017. <laughs> um, anyway, so yes, Jermaine Easter. Um, I, I can honestly say, I'll say this right up front now. I, I've never heard of the man, but, um, by all accounts, he's been a useful player at many teams and, um, you know, if he, if if he's listening in, hello Jermaine. If he's not listening, you might want to bring this to his attention. It's it's our little tribute and salute to him. But um, <laughs> albeit we're not really providing us a, a tribute and a salute to him, but the shirts he's wearing that will make him feel better about himself, won't it? Anyway, here's the thing. So to start off with, uh, Jermaine Easter, his first proper permanent deal, the first time he properly set foot on a pitch playing permanently for a club, was with Cambridge United. Way back in uh, 2004-2005, um, he did have a loan spell with them before that. But um, And I think also before that, I haven't got his Wikipedia page open. He was with somebody like, wasn't it Hartlepool or someone like that, Rich, I think the started off with, I think, um, um, somewhere like, anyway, but whoever, he, whoever he, his first club was in his career, um, he didn't play a match for them. So we're not including them. So Cambridge United is where it started. Because I know we're going to get emails, we're going to get messages on Twitter saying, oh, you forgot them. and you forgot them. Cambridge United. So, Rich, maybe you could describe um, the Cambridge United shirt that he would have worn at the beginning of his career. It is an amber shirt. Uh, and that's pretty much all there is <laughs> to it, really. It's like... Yeah, <laughs> sorry, orange, as I'm supposed to, to like, contractually annoy people to say. Um, no, it's basically a an amber shirt with a little bit of piping on it uh, that runs kind of from the underarm to the, the, the sort of neck. And that's about it, really. It's got Capital Sports as a sponsor um, and, and the Cambridge badge. And that's it. It's literally a very sort of, um, well, I suppose you should say minimal uh, Cambridge shirt, really. Mm. Nothing else to say. No, it's um, well, it was made by Sporter, who I think uh, provided kit for a number of teams actually um, back in the day. I'm not sure they're still around or not, but uh, I'll have to look up in a moment on my super spreadsheet that's got all that kind of detail on it. But um, yeah, made by Sporter, and this was um, say 2004-5. So Cambridge United would have been in Coca-Cola League Two back then, uh, Tier Four of English football. In case you're wondering. And, um, also known as the Coventry League. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, sorry. Yesterday. I wasn't laughing at, at your predicament. I was just <laughs> laughing at the thought that Coventry could actually sponsor an entire division. That would be quite funny, really. <laughs> um, but, um, Cambridge got relegated that season. So, um, just as well then that, uh, not long after that, 
Um, he moved to, he, he played for Boston United, did Jermaine Easter. He went to Boston United. He was there between March and May 2005. So that meant he avoided the disappointment of being relegated. It was a good move at the right time. I think that's a, um, so Boston United. Now, what was that shirt like, Rich? Uh, well, it's another. Oh, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know whether this is supposed to be amber or orange, but it looks orangey and slash ambery. So, um, so this is another one. Uh, the, the manufacturer, Paulus Banara. Yes. Never heard of them at all. Um, yeah, quite an interesting shirt, actually. Uh, nice, uh, basically. So let's call it amber, an amber shirt, but with black horizontal stripes on it. But the the stripes fade out, which is really nice. I quite like that. Yeah. Um, and a sort of classic V-neck, black V-neck with an orange uh, sort of line going all the way through the middle of it. Very nice, actually. Interesting. Interesting. It also appears, on the picture we've got, it also appears to be massive because the uh, the shoulder line appears to drop almost way off the shoulders um, <laughs> and the sleeves start halfway down the arm. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, it's from that sort of... Um... I think it might be from that kind of slightly baggy era, but not. We're not going right way back to the '90s in that baggy era, but um, it's got a slightly baggy look to it. But um, yes, um, Paulus Benara, uh, probably a little-known manufacturer if your focus is mainly on like the Premier League or whatever. But they have produced kit for, and at this point, I'm referring to my notes. Uh, Yeovil back around the same sort of period. Um, and who else? Sorry, I'm clicking my. Yeah, that was it. Yeovil and Boston. So. Um, um, they sound sort of Spanish or Portuguese. I'm not sure. I'll have to do some research into Paulus Benara. Um, but the shirt itself is um, is quite nice, I think. It's got sort of the black with a bit of orange or amber piping or whatever. And as you say, those kind of black hoops or horizontal stripes, which sort of fade into the um, into the orange. So um, it looks it, it doesn't look like the sort of thing, frankly, that would be made by the likes of Adidas or Nike or whatever. But I kind of like it, though, really. Um, quite nice. So there you go. So that was the, that was the second shirt he'd have worn uh, in real terms in his career. Um, but for the two thousand five six season, um, he went to Stockport County, uh, which was also in the fourth tier, like Boston and Cambridge before it. And uh, as we know, Stockport County wear blue and white. And that season, Rich Stockport County were wearing pretty much an all blue kit. Certainly, the shirt was all blue. Uh, from the detail that I can see of it, um, it was made, the shirt was made by TFG Sports, another manufacturer you would have found in the lower tiers of, uh, professional English football. And quite sort of minimalist styling on this one. Again, a fairly plain blue shirt. Got your badge. You've got the, um, sponsors logo in the middle, which I think is Scania, whoever they may be. Sorry, um, employees of Scania. Um, and you got your, your, I think it's, is it Scandia? Scandia, big Scandia. Scandia. Quite right. Sorry, yes, you're quite right. Um, and a, a sort of V-neck, but there's no real sort of piping to it. It doesn't look like there's much of a sort of shadow pattern. It looks like a plain blue shirt, but kind of, I kind of <coughs> like it. What do you feel about that one? It's quite nice. I mean, it's it's a nice shade of blue. Um, I mean, it's, it's literally, like you said, Chris, there's, there seems to be nothing other than just, it is literally just a blue shirt. The interesting thing that from looking at the picture we've got here is that the, the neck seems to be, I don't know, it seems quite low. It almost looks like a hospital gown, uh, like well, a surgeon's <laughs> sort of outfit. It's kind of, it kind of has that. I mean, it almost has, it's got no neck trim on it, so it literally just ends um, 
you know, just like Stitch. So it actually, d- it just really does remind me of like a sort of surgeon's, you know, sort of the, the green gowns they wear. Yeah. Um, but that, that's about the only point of note, really. <laughs> that, it's, it's literally a blue shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, you're absolutely spot on with that uh, description. Um, I mean, I quite like sort of plain shirts and plain kits, really, because I think sometimes the whole less is more thing really does work well with a shirt that sort of stripped back all the detail but um if not done quite right it can look a bit boring and there's a little bit of that going on here but it's okay it's fine um so there you go um so stockport county 2005 six um just want to say before we go on on the crib sheet if you're looking at the images on the crib sheet where possible we've tried to find pictures of Jermaine Easter wearing the kit uh, but there's a couple there you might be thinking that's not him but that's because I couldn't find a picture of Jermaine Easter wearing the shirt so there we go just uh, wanted to make that quite clear um, but we move on um, after that uh, Rich he then went to Wickham Wanderers and he was there for a couple of seasons and therefore wore two different Wickham Wanderers shirts um, and he was still in Coca-Cola League 2 in 2006-7 and he was wearing a Pro Star shirt so what do you make of that one? Uh, it's quite nice, actually. I mean, I, I quite like Wickham's colours anyway. They're sort of uh, quartered shirts. Uh, there's sort of light blue and dark blue. Um, the neck looks a bit overblown. Mm. It's kind of a typical sort of um, mid-2000s complicated neck where people are coming up with crappy designs. Mm. It's all right. It's, it, it's not a great shirt. It's not so keen on the white trim on it. It's just, uh, yeah, it just looks like a kind of cheap shirt really not massive fan of it mm, it's got white cuffs on the sleeves and also white side panels as well they're trying to sort of bring in white as a sort of third color to complement the two-tone light and dark blue um which in some ways just sort of i don't know maybe it's the loans.co.uk sponsor logo in the middle which is in yellow that doesn't help either but it's yeah i think i'm with you on that all the way really it's it's it could have been good but it looks like a little bit of there's a bit too much fussy detailing going on with that but um anyway yeah. there you are but um the following year uh still at Wickham Wanderers uh, a new shirt though and this time uh, although it was made by Pro Star again they they've they've retained the white element on the shirt this time though they've widened these kind of curves that run from the neck line around to the underarm area and then down the side of the shirt um, the tone of light blue looks a little bit richer, like it's a more summery sort of shade of blue. Um, and the neck line as well is a bit different. They've gone for sort of dark blue sort of sides to the collar. And then the, the bottom sort of point, which is a sort of shallow V-neck, if you like, um, is in white. Uh, different sponsor logo as well. Dreams, the um, erstwhile retailer of uh, beds and such like. And at least that colour scheme of that Dreams logo is uh, fits in better with the shirt, but what, what's your view on that one, Rich? That that logo does not save the shirt. <laughs> oh, I wasn't suggesting it saved the shirt, I just thought it was better than the <clears> No, I know, I know. Well, actually, the funny thing is, I actually think the, lone, the other shirt looks much better, oh. even though it's got that yellow logo. I don't know. I just This one's even worse, this shirt. It's horrible. It's like they've taken all the worst elements of the previous one and em- amplified them on this one. <laughs> I think the neck is even more complicated. I, I, don't, I just hate it. I The white side panel bit that goes up the side just looks awful. Sorry, Pro Star, but no. No thanks. 
<laughs> will not be appearing in the third volume of Rich's book. Um, <laughs> Actually, a Pro Star shirt did appear in volume one because it was my old company's um, shirt. Oh right, uh, OCR examinations board. So, and that they were that was made by ProStar. So actually, they have appeared at least once. <laughs> I think, but never again. I think this is actually a slight improvement on the one that Jermaine Easter would have been wearing in two thousand six seven. Um, but no. I think that there's just yeah, the white is too much white really. Um, um, yeah. I'd like quartered shirts. And just as well, I think probably Jermaine Easter probably has, uh, has grown fond of quartered shirts. You made the quite correct point, actually, Rich, when we first discussed this, that I think um, he may be one of the few people that's worn, what was it, a quartered shirt with two different teams in his career. There can't be many people who have done that. Well, they can't. I don't think there's that many teams with quartered shirts, is there? Well, no, indeed. And in, fact, the only two, in fact, the only two I can think of are the ones here. <laughs> well, indeed. Um, so this is uh, Wickham's one. And I say, I, I, I like quartered shirts, but three colours it doesn't quite work so well I think so there we are anyway after that 2008-2009 um, Jermaine Easter then moved to Plymouth Argyle and got a chance to play in the Coca-Cola Championship no less in the second tier and uh, for that um, particular season he was wearing the green of Plymouth Argyle now I think this sort of chimes a little bit with the uh, Portland Timbers shirt that we discussed recently Rich uh, describe its styling if you would it's styling uh, basically <laughs> it's a com- it's a green styling <laughs> uh, it is a very uh, plain uh, minimal if you will uh, green shirt in a kind of very nice shade of dark green um, and it is literally, again, similar to the, uh, the Stockport County one, that it is just a green shirt. However, this one looks really nice. I remember actually when this one came out and remember looking at it thinking, that is very nice. Mm. Um, got a Ginsters logo on it across the front, which actually doesn't really ruin the shirt. No. You know, it could do because it's in red, which doesn't particularly go well with green in my opinion, but it's, it's it doesn't actually ruin it. it just because the shirt itself is so nice, uh, it just, I don't know, it just works. So, yeah, absolutely really, really nice shirt, that one. Very lucky boy to have played in that. Indeed. I couldn't agree more. Yes, a lovely Puma outfit there. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that was, what year was that? That was, that was 2008, 2009. In case you're listening, Shaky, uh, we were going to start this in 1976, but he probably wasn't born then, so we're starting yeah, with uh, <laughs> with this. Yeah. So um, anyway, on to 2009-10, and uh, at that point, Jermaine Easter then moves to uh, Milton Keynes Dons, no less. Um, boo! <laughs> so that's obligatory boo for Milton Keynes Dons there. <laughs> um, playing in N Power League One, so back down to the third tier, but this time he's wearing a Nike or Nike uh, shirt, and I seem to remember this one, Richard, from uh, at the time. I kind of quite liked it because it was fairly simple, maybe a little bit too simple, but, well, anyway, in this case, it was um, a white shirt, black ring neck, um, uh, black sleeves on the shirt, but then there was also this kind of um, device, if you like, which was like a single stripe running from the shoulders, and it was in white, but when it went onto the black sleeves that's when you could obviously see it a lot better so there's this single sort of white stripe going down the sleeves uh other than that it's just a black nike swoosh logo the mk dons badge and the sponsor logo which i'm only just about seeing here which is double tree something can't see what that double tree hilton hilton i had a feeling it was a hotel yeah. thing i don't know what made me think that but uh 
Oh, well, there you are. Uh-huh. So, um, I mean, a fairly simple looking shirt there, Rich, but, um, um, I seem to recall back in the day that I quite like that template, but what, what's your thoughts on that? It's boring. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just dull. Don't really like it. It's just meh. It's a bit sort of team wear, which is, you know, forgivable and all that. But yeah, I think it's sort of, it needs a little bit something extra to pep it up, in my view. Yeah, 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 it's just meh. It's, it's lost to you, isn't it? Dull. Yes. Yeah, it's just, it's dead to me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Jermaine Easter was still with MK Dons the following season, 2010-11. Uh, but this time, uh, they were wearing a kit made by ISC. And an altogether different approach here. They've got the black and the red, which I think kind of comes from the badge. Is there black and red in the in the? I think there is a little bit in the. Uh, uh, there's there's a, a red spot in the the sort of O of Don's. I think that's enough. That's for me to sound knowledgeable. Yeah, um, I'll do. <laughs> that's right. Um, now I really like this. Um, basically, what you've got here is a white shirt. Well, actually, probably I should get you to do the description of this. I've been blabbering on for a while. Over to you on that one, Rich. Damn it! Uh, it's a white <laughs> shirt with the words Double Tree Hilton written on it, and a badge and a manufacturer's logo. And then you've got. Oh, th- thanks for giving this to me. <laughs> Sorry, to describe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a, there's two sort of. Oh god! The, the, right. Well, the neck is sort of. It's like a red V-neck, but then halfway th- up, it kind of descends. No, into <laughs> panels, black panels, and there's also black panels on the side of the shirt and the, under the arms. There's red panels. That's about as good a description I can give it. Really. Oh. Uh, well, and it's, well done on that. again not a great fan of it yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> really <laughs> basically again look at the crib sheet because it's you know and you can i tell you what a fun game for you to try at home is for you to look at the crib sheet and work out how the hell you would describe it <laughs> in in 10 words send them or less. in send them yeah i was gonna say send them in on twitter because that's 140 characters so you've got a little bit of leeway there and that we'd like to hear how you would describe the milton Keynes don's 2010 to 11 shirt yeah. and the best one wins a prize and that prize is to an out of date easter egg nice, yeah, a sense of self worth yeah. <laughs> yes um yeah it's a, it's a kind of an odd one but i do like the way that they've used sort of red and black panels sort of on the on the shoulders under the arms down the side halfway down the side of the shirt to complement the white i think it just looks quite nice it's one of those shirts probably that you either love or hate but i'm in the former camp where that is concerned so there we are well now 2011 2012 Jermaine easter then moves to crystal palace who that season were in the championship the n power championship second tier and it was back to wearing nike again now this one i think rich is a is a really nice shirt um the blue and red stripe era uh that uh, crystal palace returned to here um a simple sort of blue ring neck um but not much else really no sort of fancy stuff going on it's just nice sort of evenly um uh, even width uh, blue and red stripes uh, the gac.com logo in the middle of the shirt and um you know that's about it apart from your sleeve patches and stuff like that but it's just there's a little bit of an element of team wear about it but i just think the the colors work really well um i would probably put it up at the top at the uh, nearer the top end of the scale as far as all these shirts are concerned but um did you like that one at the time or now even 
I did not, and I do not. Ooh, okay. <laughs> uh, the reason I don't, and there's one detail which you have missed, which I think is because I've, I've expanded the picture significantly on my screen. Yes. And it's that Nike template, template shirt, which was basically the, the stripes were kind of jagged. So ah. it's kind of almost like, um, I think Hoffenheim had it as well. Oh, um, right. And I don't like it. I think it just looks cack. <laughs> Although I actually think it looks gack, which is their sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> which I also, I do like. I do like because it sounds like cack. So, you know, <laughs> it just looks gack. Oh, I can see that opinion. now. I do apologise. Yeah. The picture is so small that I, uh, yes. Yeah, I couldn't, you can't see it on a small picture. But, yeah, it, it's, I'm not a great fan of that template at all. I just think it looks, I don't know. I think it, it makes the stripes look gack, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep using gack as a word now. Well, gack.com. The thing is, that sort of jagged edged stripe thing is kind of a distinctive design <laughs> even though I didn't spot it until about five seconds ago but the thing is to make it visible you need light and dark stripes and because you've got two dark coloured stripes blue and red idiots like me could, can't see it. you're none the wiser about the whole thing so I think had it been I'm just thinking now Hoffenheim well, that would have been what blue and white stripes was it I think at the time I think so, yeah. yeah. But even then, and was it Hoffenheim or Hertha Berlin might have had it? Somebody um, done it, yeah. And uh, either way, it looked horrible because I think it was whoever it was. It was blue and white, and it still looked cack. Well, it still looked gack. <laughs> but at least you could sort of see what it looked like. Whereas it's kind of lost on on a blue and yeah. red striped shirt. But anyway, there we are. That's another one for uh, you, our listeners, to get in touch with us about. Tell us if you like that or not. Um, but other than that, I think I'm, I'm quite. Um, I, I find that quite a pleasing sort of shirt. Um, all things considered. Uh, he was still at Crystal Palace, Jermaine Easter, the following season in 2012-13. But at that point, Crystal Palace switched to Avec for their shirt. And they kept the sort of red and blue stripe thing going on. But they harked back to the early 70s. Um, back then, uh, some, of the, some of you will know, uh, Crystal Palace used to wear like a white shirt, but with... Uh, two broad stripes going down the middle of the shirt, slightly separated uh, uh, for a year or two. And back then it was like a one claret stripe, one blue stripe. Well, they've sort of used that idea, but applied it to the red and blue stripe thing going on. Uh, and then also thrown in for good measure some uh, yellow details, yellow ring neck, and also sort of yellow half cuffs, if that's uh, a, bit, a bit like actually harking back to that uh, Everton and... What was that team? Was it Palmeiras or somebody we mentioned earlier on? I can't remember now which one it was. Anyway, the the current Umbro thing where they kind of split the cuff halfway round and do that in a different colour. Um, still got a GAC uh, logo in the middle, but um, but I th- actually I when when Sh- uh, Crystal Palace Rich kind of go for this red and blue stripe thing. I think it's quite nice having a bit of yellow. It just sort of peps it up. I don't know. I think I think I like that. But what's your view? It's rubbish. I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> Do you like any um, of these I shirts? don't. I, I, well, yeah, we're coming on to some nice ones. <laughs> um, I really, I don't like yellow with blue and red. So you yeah. say you do like it. I don't. When Barca have it on their shirts, I don't like it. I just think it, and I, I get why they have it on the Barca shirts, mm. but I don't like it. I just think it's, I, to me, it doesn't go at all. And, and this is horrible. This one, the colors are awful. This, it's spread that. The blue and the red and the yellow are all quite sort of weak versions of themselves. Lighter so it's version. like, it's all sort of cartoony. Yeah, it's, I really don't like it. It's gack.com. <laughs> Gackmungus. 
Um, <laughs> Gactastic. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I think I, what I suppose I'm thinking here is that with red and blue striped shirts, using a bit of yellow is fine one season in every three or four, maybe just to kind of liven it up. And then, yeah. So I'm not sure about every single season. It would get a bit sort of bit much, but every now and then I think it sort of works quite nicely. So there we go. Well, um, uh, Jermaine Easter got promoted that season with Crystal Palace to the uh, Premier League, but he did the wise thing and stayed in the Championship because he moved to Millwall. Um, and um, Millwall were in the Skybet Championship in 2013-14, and they were wearing a very nice shirt that season, um, dark blue, dark shade of blue, which Millwall, like South End United, sort of sometimes sort of dip into just for a bit of a change. Um, and their shirt in that season was made by Macron, um, who I often sort of think they make fairly ordinary sort of shirts, but this one is really nice. It's got double pinstripes uh, vertically going across the shirt. Um, white cuffs, I think I'm right in saying. Um, the collar, I can't see too well on the picture that we've got here, but I think it sort of starts off white around the neck and then sort of disappears into dark blue near the bottom. Um, and I think it's got a prostate cancer um, logo in the middle. Not much that I don't like about that shirt. I think it's lovely. Now, finally, Rich, can we get a positive review from you of this shirt? I think it is... <laughs> Anti-gak. Very nice. Oh. Anti-gak, yes. Uh, it's minus gak, negative gak. It is, no, it's really, really, really nice. Uh, really like it. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't really add much more to what you've said, Chris. I, I just think it works really well. I like Millwall when they have very dark blue shirts. I think mm. it's a really nice sort of colour because they sometimes have quite light blue. Well, not light blue, but kind Royal of mid-blue, blue, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think they look much nicer in the dark blue. Um and yeah, a very, very nice shirt. And I do think Macron get a very bad press. I think when they first seemed to come onto the scene, they had a lot of really gack shirts. Gacron, let's call them. Um, but I, but I think, I think, and I've said this before on other podcasts, I think in the last couple of years, uh, they've, they've sort of come into their own really. And they've, they've, I think they've established themselves with some decent shirts that are kind of different enough from the sort of standard Adidas Nike stuff. Um, but actually look like really good shirts as well. They don't sort of look like a cheap manufacturer anymore. I think it's probably going to take a while for them to sort of shake that name. It's a bit like Skoda, you know, kind of it took them a long time to sort of shake that name they had from the 80s. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, they, they make sort of quite nice cars now. Um, yeah. And I think it's the same with Macron. I think, I, I think probably in about five years' time, Macron will probably be seen as a decent, shirt manufacturer whereas mm. i think they're still kind of regarded as a bit cheap my, but, yeah. yeah no very nice i think my view is slightly tainted by the fact that macron made a kit for west ham um not so long ago and the the kits we had for those two seasons were I have to say fairly ordinary and i uh, didn't see too much in them to to you know write home about really but anyway there we go that's uh that's that anyway following season He's still with Millwall in the Skybet Championship, but uh, that season they got relegated. Um, but before that, um, he got to wear a, a, an altogether differently styled Macron shirt. Um, so uh, tell us about that one, Rich. <clears throat> well, this one is uh, yet another um, 
just a very very plain shirt it's uh i'm not sure if it's navy not quite as dark as no. navy but basically a very plain navy blue shirt um with i think what looks like a very small wing collar on it it's like a kind of v-neck with a, a sort of very minimal collar on it is it got a collar it's very hard to say from the picture it looks mm. like it has but it's very very nice um and then all you've got is the macron logo and the, the club badge on the chest and euro ferries uh, which even that because it's all in white um mm-hmm. i mean from that picture actually the the logos look almost silver but i think they're just white um, and it's just really nice. It just I, I'd have to say that's probably my favourite of the lot. Yeah. I mean, we'll come on to our top threes in a minute, yeah. but I, I've, I've kind of blown it there by stating it already. <laughs> I just think it's I just think it's really nice. Yeah, it, I love it as well. I do again like a plain shirt, and um, yeah, the the dark blue is very kind of rakish, very nice um, styling and everything. And all um, oh, you've got is sort of white stuff on there a bit like the last shirt you got the white macron logo which is uh, another one of those kind of love it or hate it elements um that was on the last shirt as well it's not the 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 macron logo is on the shoulders not the greatest logo that you can kind of you know use in that way but um but that's about the only negative thing i can find about it really it's uh, as you say rich everything else is very nice it's you know the word mark for macron the the badge the the sponsor logo it's all in white sleeve patches very nice. Nothing else to sort of um, say about that because it's just nicely styled. Um, but as I said before, he got relegated that season, or at least Millwall got relegated in 2014-15, down to the third tier. But in the constant yo-yo that is the Jermaine Easter uh, career, he went down two tiers and found himself playing at Bristol Rovers in the fourth tier, Skybet League 2 in 2015-16. So another quartered shirt, as we mentioned before. Before Wickham Wanderers... Two-tone blue, of course, Bristol Rovers, as we all know, uh, sort of royal blue and white. Uh, and this time, uh, Jermaine Easter was wearing an area shirt, and um, I quite like it, although I have a feeling you might not like this one too much, Rich, because the collar is similar to that one we mentioned earlier with, uh, who was it? Had a sort of like slightly, oh, uh, with Wickham Wanderers, uh, ironically, had a sort of two-colour um, cut-off V-neck, I suppose you could call it. Um, but um, what's your view on this? You're right. It's very busy mm. on the collar. I don't like it. Um, and yeah, and because the, the well, funny enough, the sleeves are both blue. So you've got blue and white mm. quartered shirts, and then both sleeves are blue. So which mm, yeah, okay. I mean, I can see why you don't want to sort of then quarter the sleeves as well because it's going to become a bit busy. But then you've got a white stripe down the the sleeve of it as well and it just yeah the neck just it's yeah it's too busy um i mean it's not the funny thing is when you look at it there's not that much detailing in it so it's not really that busy but at the same time i think the collar really ruins it i think if they hadn't had that collar i think it was just a standard white one it would have looked a lot better but it's just that extra detail at the top which really kind of just breaks up the shirt and just Mm. makes it look a bit naff yes that and I think, as you say, the the use of blue on both sleeves it makes it quite a dark shirt. And um, <clears throat> yeah, and I, I mean to be honest, using the traditional approach of if you're going to have halved or quartered shirts, then having the sleeves in in the opposite sort of colour to the adjacent um, block of colour, I think is perfectly fine. Why not just try and do that? Maybe it's difficult to do when it comes to the manufacturing of the shirt. I don't quite know, but um, it's all right. But it's not the best it could be i suppose quartered shirts are a little bit tricky to do um but the fact that both sleeves are blue on this is that's the thing that sort of bothers me most about it so 
There we go. Um, but 2015-16, Bristol Rovers got promoted and so did Jermaine Easter. He's still at uh, Bristol Rovers uh, in the current season, 2016-17. Skybet League One is in now with, uh, with Rovers. And he's back to wearing a Macron shirt once again. And I think this is a bit nearer the mark if you're looking at sort of Bristol Rovers shirt designs. The sleeves on the current shirt are white. Um, there's a bit of um, white piping around the V-neck. Um, slightly bothered by the fact that the sponsor logo uh, is in black, um, which is fine when it's sort of appearing on the white quarter of the shirt, but when it's on the blue, you can't see what it says, which is really odd. Don't you find that's a bit odd, Rich? I do. I mean, it's. I suppose the problem you've got is what colour are you going to do it in? Because if you, you can't really do it in blue and you can't do it in white... So you, you're going to struggle to get either a, um, a dark colour or a light colour to actually work. The only way I suppose you could have done it if you got it in black is maybe have it outlined in white so that at least on the one side it looks, yeah. you know, kind of done that way. Or if you have the logo in white and, and outline it in black or something. But I don't know. I mean, the actual shirt itself I think is really, really nice. I think, and again, it's another Macron one, which I think works really well. Um, again much better in terms of much more minimalist design. The white sleeves work much better. It's got a very nice V-neck, which has actually got a little bit of white trim in it, which looks really nice. Um, and I actually think, I do really like the logo, actually, the fact that it is in black, because you can read it, although <laughs> although only half of it's from a distance. <laughs> but but I just think it looks really nice. And there's actually some um, stripes going down the side of the shirt as well, mm. uh, from under the arms. Uh, and I just think that's a really, really nice shirt. Top marks to Macron there. Yeah, it actually looks a very 1980s sort of shirt to me. It's that, that sort of, um, you know, sort of simple starting with a little bit of piping. It sort of um, does work quite well. Um, uh, just not sure. Forgot to mention actually on the previous shirt, which was um, also Bristol Rovers, that the sport sponsor logo on that one was for The Sportsman, which I think is a, a newspaper. Um, and that's a, essentially a, black, a blue rectangle, and they've given that a white outline and white text on it, and it just sort of works okay. They, I'm sure they could have done something with Dry Build, uh, the uh, current sponsor logo, but there we are. Um, but uh, again, as you say, Rich, a nice shirt, and that brings you fully up to date. You can now follow Jermaine Easter's career, feeling as though you know him a little bit better, thanks to us here on the Football Attic Kit Podcast. Um, uh, we shall see how he's career progresses but before we uh, round up that bit i suppose we should uh, deal with our one two threes on this so what three shirts are you going for rich as your favorites i well i funny i've done my usual thing of switching my order around um because <laughs> oh. i did originally have um <laughs> in fact i think i've completely rewritten my top three actually <laughs> okay. um well uh, yeah I, yeah well i originally had the millwall thirteen fourteen shirt in third but now I'm actually going to swap in that last Bristol Rovers shirt because I think it's really nice. Mm -hmm. um, and what have you got in third? Well, I've gone for the Millwall 2013-14 shirt, which we mentioned earlier on, the, the, the one with the double pinstripes. That's my number three. So in your number two position now? My number two position now is the Plymouth one. <laughs> okay. Um, well, that, that's who I've gone um, for as well in number two, so that's that's good. Yes, and then number one, I've gone for the other Millwall shirt, the fourteen fifty. Ah, okay, gone for the plain one there. Okay. Yeah. Well, I went for the MK Dons 2010-2011 shirt with the uh, beautifully described red and blue... Uh, red and blue, I've said it again, red and black uh, panels 
um, on the shoulders and under the arms, etc., etc., etc. I just think that's a really nice sort of look. So um, we've we 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 have similar view. It has to be said every time we do these kit off, uh, not kit off the uh, uh, one two threes on on the kits. Um, I think quite often our views seem to chime a bit there, don't they, Rich? But um, they do. How they meant- although I think you're. I think your total, uh, your um, your final choice is ridiculous. Well, I was going to say how they managed to chime when you keep swishing them around at the last minute is anybody's guess, frankly. But um... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking. about. <laughs> <laughs> You've got form. That's what we've. Uh, that's what we're saying there. Anyway. There you go. Yeah. Well, do drop us a line anyway, ladies and gents. If you've been listening into that um, a summary of Jermaine Easter's career, tell us which shirts of those that we mentioned you like or dislike. And uh, we'll be uh, looking forward to hearing from you on that. We'll read out any comments we get, if we can, on the next podcast. Um, such as it is, we now move on to the kit-off vote for this podcast. And as you'll remember, we did have uh, Simon Shaky Shakeshaft as our guest on the last podcast. And he chose for us three Wales Away shirts. So they are all uh, white in colour but had different detailing on them. Uh, we had the 1988 Away... Sorry, 1988 third shirt, I should say, made by Hummel, uh, white with red chevrons and things down the sleeves. Um, we had the Wales Away shirt from 90 to 92 as our choice B, uh, made by Umbro with uh, green and red arrows across the top of the shirt. And uh, the third choice was C, um, Kappa's shirt, worn only once. It's a third shirt worn in 2007 against New Zealand. How did the voting go, Rich? The results were as follows. Um, Idiots (laughs) voted on this, clearly, because shirt A, the best one, which, you know, is clearly the best, the Hummel one, uh, was was third place with only 29% of the vote. I mean, what's that all about? <laughs> Seriously. This whole vote is rigged. <laughs> it, it will. Second was uh, Shirt C, the 2007 one by Kappa, with 31%. But winning, winning is the uh, Umbro one from 1992 the, uh, with 40% of the vote. I mean, that just shows, you know, yeah. they want independence, <laughs> but they can't even get a simple vote right. Hung, a hung <laughs> vote. Just kidding. Just Yes, just kidding, lovely Welsh people. Uh, so yeah, so the, the Umbro one from the the sort of early nineties won it with the sort of weird detailing on the top. I'm surprised, to be honest. I honestly thought the Hummel one would win, and I'm surprised that the Hummel one came third. Yeah. But hey, you know that's what you get. Well, just what I would say uh, first of all is thank you to everybody that voted. We had a record two hundred and seven votes this time around. And uh, that's probably largely uh, down to uh, Shakey's mobilisation of all his uh, Welsh chums there uh, to take part in the vote. So thanks, Shakey, for your uh, your help on that. And thanks to everyone that took part. And um, what I would also say is actually uh, that up until the last minute, it was an incredibly close vote, uh, particularly between shirt B and shirt C. Um, but uh, literally in the last day or two, we just had a we had a surge of uh, votes coming in for, for shirt B. Who knows where those people came from? But uh, they made all the difference in the end. And uh, as Rich said, shirt B was the winner. And um, so uh, congratulations, Umbro, <coughs> on that one. Now then, just to reinforce the whole Easter theme for this podcast, what we thought we'd do for the next kit-off vote is uh, choose three shirts worn by Hibernian. 
because they play at Easter Road. So there we go, another tenuous link, which we thought we'd appreciate. Um, I've plucked three Hibernian shirts from different eras, and uh, those uh, shirts that I have picked are as follows. Uh, shirt A is the Hibernian shirt worn uh, in 1985-86, uh, made by Umbro, ironically. Uh, a, a white wrap-over collar, a white horizontal band across the middle of the shirt, uh, which has the uh, sponsor logo on it, uh, and of course the traditional white sleeves, which Hibernian have worn since the 1930s. So that's shirt A. Shirt B um, is uh, made by Mitre, of all companies, but quite a nice one, I think. It's got green and white striped sleeves, so that's probably going to annoy the traditionalists out there, but um, I think by way of a change, it's quite nice. Um, a white sort of polo polo shirt style collar, button-up collar, um, with the Kala uh, uh, logo in the middle. And shirt C, sorry, that one was worn uh, 1994 to 1996. And then shirt C was worn between, uh, I think it was worn in the 2000-2001 season, made by Lecoq Sportif, kind of modern retro style, white ring neck collar, plain white sleeves with uh, green cuffs, <coughs> Colesburg logo in the middle. Um, those are your three options, really. Three different eras. Um, so uh, pick the one you like best, as ever. Purely unscientific. Just a bit of fun, as they say. Uh, the voting buttons will be on the accompanying blog post of this podcast on our website. And also, if you go to our Twitter uh, page, our profile page, it should be at the top there. You've got some voting buttons there. So whichever method you choose... We'd like you to place your vote. Thank you in advance for that. Um, and we'll give you the result, of course, on the next podcast as ever. So uh, that's that. What else have we got there? Any other business, uh, Rich? Um, have you been buying any shirts? I suppose you must have been buying shirts since the last <laughs> podcast. It's like, you know, do bears do what they do in the woods, really? Yeah, are bears Catholic? I think that's the <laughs> phrase. Uh, Something like that. Um, uh, yes, I have. I have been buying a few shirts, which has been noticed by my significant other <laughs> of late. <laughs> um, so, yeah, because I've kind of been scouting around for, um, uh, what do you call it, for... Boys? Uh, like, limited editions. <laughs> that sounded wrong. I know you were going for the scouting for boys thing there, but it just... Uh, scouting around for boys. No, I have not been scouting around for boys, I'd like to point out. Uh, now then, now then. Um, uh, I have been scouting around for limited editions slash weird shirts, and I've been buying a fair amount of them um all in preparation for doing book three um which you know well it's it's not a problem because the sales of that book will easily see me in profit <laughs> i'll just make a note of that <laughs> mm, yeah quite yeah that's that's the, that's the story i ought to spin really yeah don't worry when the book sales come in you know i'll be be next year, this this time next year, we'll be millionaires. Uh, and, and the copies of the book so. will be available for just £75 each. <laughs> £175 for a limited edition signed one. Yeah, in fact, it's going to... Yeah, all the books are going to be limited edition. Well, they are usually limited to about 10 <laughs> copies. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, dear. So, yes. And also, it's Football Shirt Friday on April the 28th. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, classic football shirts there. Sort of uh, promoting the old... Uh, football shirt Friday thing. I'm I'm kind of hoping. I think normally, and, and I don't quote me on this because I and I'm just assuming. I'm pretty sure that last year, classic football shirts ran a twenty percent 
um, uh, like promotion on on that day. And if they're not this year, they they're going to have to now because you just said. It. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> Sol CFS, you know, Sol's 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 not Sol's, um, lols, um, YOLO, yeah. another hashtag thing. <laughs> Shut up, that people say <laughs> YOLO. Oh. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm hoping they do uh, because that would be really good. But if not. Don't quote me on that, and don't say that I told you because I didn't. I said they might. I said they did last year, and even that might be conjecture because I don't know if they did. I just think they did. <laughs> just do one, please. Yeah. Social, uh, social. What the hell am I saying? I just read the words. I just read the words social in the URL. I think I've had a brain injury. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take over at this point then. Um, good, good. Basically, classicfootballshirts.co.uk, as ever, are uh, proud charity partners of uh, Football Shirt Friday. Raising money for the Bobby Moore Fund, uh, which uh, is basically concerned with uh, raising money to treat bowel cancer, um, sort of tied in with Cancer Research UK, a very good charity indeed. I've done a couple of uh, charity fund runs down the years for uh, Cancer Research UK, particularly for the Bobby Moore Fund, being a West Ham fan, it sort of means... Uh, something to me, probably a little bit more than a lot of other people, but um, but we strongly urge you to get involved with Football Shirt Friday on April the 28th. If you don't know what that's all about, basically you are urged to wear uh, one of your football shirts that you particularly like for the day. You can wear it to work or whatever. Um, maybe you can get people to sponsor you for wearing a shirt if you like, but uh, the, the basically the minimum requirement is that you make a £2 donation to the Bobby Moore Fund and that way we get to raise lots and lots of money for a very, very worthwhile cause. So uh, if you go along to classicfootballshirts.co.uk, you'll see uh, some information there. Or failing that, uh, if you go along to the uh, Cancer Research uh, Fund or Cancer Research UK website, which is cancerresearchuk.org, lots of information on there uh, as well about how you can make your donation and, uh, you know, basically wearing... What are your favourite football shirts? What one would you pick, Rich, if you're going to if you're going to be involved in this? What one would you go for amongst your many shirts in your collection? <clears throat> well, I've kind of narrowed down by which ones actually fit. So, <laughs> um, I, I think I don't know. I mean, I recently wore my um, when Cov went to Wembley. Um, I went. I wore my uh, 2012. 1987 tribute shirt that they released for the FA Cup, mm-hmm. um, which, despite being, I think it was a triple XL shirt, <laughs> and despite that, it was rather tight. Yeah. <laughs> so I was sitting there. I think I think I kept. I had like a, a t-shirt underneath, and throughout the day, I kept sort of taking the the shirt off and swapping it over because it was getting a little bit hot at times. And then, as it was getting colder, when the the sort of sun went down, it was getting a little bit colder. So I had to put the shirt back on. It was like. But yeah, it was it was rather tight, so so I don't think I necessarily would ness. I think I'd have to probably go through the collection, and work out which ones I can actually fit. But if any of them, if all of them fitted, then I'd probably wear the muscle one, ah. um, uh, the, I guess, <laughs> uh, Club Deportivo Palencia. I think it was Palencia. Um, that one uh, because just because it's grey, grey, totes grey, grey. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. YOLO. YOLO indeed. And, um, and, uh, classic football shirts. If you don't, um, put a discount on your shirts on that day, then it'll be a hashtag WTF from us. Um, <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, uh, do take part in that if you can. Or I think I'd probably, I'll have to have a go at that. Even though it's not sort of something that runs over here in New Zealand, I think I'll have to dig out one of my West Ham shirts and, uh, 
and wear that. Marvellous. Um, anyway, um, so uh, that is that. I don't think there's anything else to... Oh, well, just before we go, I just want to say congratulations, Rich, on Coventry's win at Wembley since the last time we spoke. That must have been a, a real sort of flip to you on that day. It was, uh, which was then followed swiftly a week later with relegation. So, Well, such <laughs> well, is football. Two weeks. You know, isn't it? You know. Yes, but hey, well, I can't complain too much, really. You know, I mean, I was, I was, I was uh, reading some books the other day. There was a, a series of books called, uh, I think it was the Chronicle of the 20th Century. And I've recently bought all the subsequent yearbooks that came after that. And I think it was 96, 97, I think it was. Uh, which was the year that uh, Middlesbrough got relegated mm, uh, right. because they got docked three points for not fielding a team. Well, that was hilarious at the time because I think that was also the season that they've lost two cup finals and got relegated. Mm. And Cov stayed up because of that. <laughs> so I, I reveled in the time about that. Uh, uh, and yes, it's kind of come back to bite me you know, many, many years later. <laughs> yeah. But hey, that's the way it goes. So yes. yeah, non-league beckons, I'm afraid. Can't oh. see until the owners go. I cannot see anything getting any better. Well, that's going to be our charity appeal next. Time. I think we should raise some money and, and basically buy them out and have done with it. Um, that's... Shouldn't take much. They probably need a fiver. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Never mind. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but uh, but well done anyway on your Wembley victory. So, um, so it's something that very few of us get to experience. So there. Yes. Um, Anyway, um, before we go, we've got to give you all the contact details in case you want to get the crib sheet or if you want to take part in the kit-off vote and all the stuff, or indeed if you want to just download any of our previous podcasts. Uh, basically, get in touch with us uh, if you need some information. Uh, the website is www.thefootballattic.com. Uh, you can find us on twitter.com forward slash footballattic, facebook.com forward slash thefootballattic, and um, if you want to send us an email, it's uh, admin at thefootballattic.com. And uh, we look forward to hearing you. And, of course, you can download the podcast uh, on iTunes as well uh, as our website. And just a very brief reminder, just as a second sort of charity appeal on this one, just to say that, uh, as ever, we're supporting Mind UK and other mental health charities around the world. Do what you can, uh, please, if you can give a small donation uh, to uh, a uh, mental health charity somewhere near to where you live. Uh, we would think the world of you for doing that. Okay, end of appeal, and indeed end of podcast. Thank you very much indeed for listening. Thank you, Rich, for your uh, presence as ever. And uh, listeners, we'll be back again in about two weeks' time, all being well. So until then, from myself and from Rich Johnson, it's goodbye to you all. Goodbye! <laughs>